are back, folks, to another edition of the Six Overtimes podcast. Chaz Wagner and Scott Wildermuth with you once again. Check us out online, sixovertimes.us, and on Twitter, at sixovertimes. Uh, Scotty, we're bringing on our uh, our boy again. Yeah, man. I'm psyched. You out there, Anthony? I'm here. He is there once again, folks. He's Anthony Calabro, as I, as I said, blog9450.wordpress.com, and on Twitter, at blog9450. So we are rolling right along, Anthony. Uh, no rest for the weary in covering NBA draft prospects across the Big East. Wow, man, enjoy it. Who we got today, Ant? Uh, well, I think right now we're going to look at uh, Chris Joseph from Syracuse. Sounds good. Is he in? Tell me, is is he really an NBA? Uh, is this guy going to going to get drafted? Because if uh, if you were to ask me, I would say no. But uh, let's hear you. Let's hear you break it down. No, I, I agree with you, Chaz. I mean, um, you, you look at his numbers, and they've kind of just plateaued where. Um, as a senior, you kind of look at that jump between the junior and senior year, and his numbers from junior to senior year are pretty much identical. Um, one of those things that you can look for is maybe because Syracuse is just blowing out teams left and right that his numbers are down just because he's not playing as much, but you know he's only playing maybe like a minute or two less than last season. Um, it's just not happening for him this year. He just has failed to impress me, really. Um, you know, I project him as maybe a second round to, as you mentioned, undrafted. I completely think him, you know, he can go undrafted next year. Is he a guy, though, that could, you know, you talk about the less minutes that he's playing from junior to senior year. Is, is there maybe just less points that can go around as well? Like, now that they're playing 10 guys in a rotation, and I don't think they were playing 10 guys last year. No. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point, but. It's one of those things where, I don't know, I just don't see it from him. And he strung together a few good games earlier in the season against Virginia Tech and Stanford, and you really thought maybe this was him making that statistical jump that you'd really like to see. But for some reason, he just sort of leveled off. And, um, I don't know, he has a good motor. He's a solid athlete. Um, but he could be a training camp body for an NBA team. And from there, you never know. Maybe a team that really likes him. Um, he's six seven. He's two ten, and he's definitely like a small forward in the NBA. Um, but you know, as your small forward, you either like for an NBA team, you kind of want your small forward to be explosive or like a true marksman from the outside. And Joseph is a good player, but he doesn't really do anything that really stands out. Um, I don't know if you guys agree with me on that one, or mm-hmm. you know, I was I wanted to ask you guys about that because. You know, I just I haven't seen it from him. I just thought maybe maybe I'm just looking at him through different eyes. Or do you guys agree with that? Why don't you take that first, Jazz, and then uh, I'll comment after that. Yeah, real quick. I, he just doesn't look youthful. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he looks like worn down, and he is a senior. I mean, he's played um, he's played all four years. That's what a senior would would do. <laughs> but. Uh, He's just, yeah, he's not like explosive. He's not like super, you know, the words, the buzzwords, freakish or, you know, just a slasher, just, just gets to the rim. Uh, you know, good, not great. And to be, you know, to get drafted, you got to be a really good, uh, you know, a really good ball player. 
Mm-hmm. You know, he uh, he sort of has old man game a little bit, you know, like right. he's sort of crafty at 22. And uh, I-, I like Chris Joseph a little bit more than you guys do, because I think that, you know, his scoring, his true scoring may have risen because of, you know, just the amount of great players that are around him. Um, but I think that what he really does is he shoots the ball really well and when you get a guy that's six foot seven who can, you know, not, he doesn't do everything great, but when he can stretch the floor a little bit, you look at Josh Harrelson, who's playing for the Knicks now, and he's a contributor and playing 20 minutes a game. I don't think that's a direct comparison, but, you know, no, there's, I there's, usefulness. I think it's one of those things does he wear, where if you does he wear jorts? <laughs> I think it's one of those things where if you put him in the right situation on the right team, you know, I think that's what worked out with Josh Harrelson, where they just needed a guy, a big body from inside who can stretch out, um, you know, the defense, and that worked out for the Knicks. And I think if you put him, if you put Chris Joseph on a team, you know, that can really use his type of maybe, you know, as you mentioned, old man game, his kind of experience, maybe for a young squad, um, that could really come to, uh, that could really help a, a team, but. You know, it would have to be that situation where almost going undrafted might help him where he can pick and choose his spot um, if, he, if he chooses that route. Anthony, I've got a, I've got a theory or a thought on, on this. Do you think he's learning a good lesson this year more than any others where he's not going to be, everybody knows this and he better know it, he's not going to be a star in the NBA. Um, mm-hmm. So he's going to have to be a role player even if he wants to suit up. I'm not saying he's a role player at Syracuse this year, but it's so hard to get minutes on this Syracuse team, even with him as the captain and, and the leading returning scorer coming back. Is he learning, like, hey, at the next level, everyone's going to be fighting like hell for, for minutes, and he learned it you know, in college as opposed to most guys. They're stars, and they're like, my minutes just dropped by, you know, cut in half or cut in a third and, and they don't know what to do. Yeah, he might cherish uh, the opportunity a little more. He might have already gone through that, as you mentioned, where he can handle it a little better. Um, we talked earlier about Deion Waiters when he was coming off the bench and he didn't really handle it that well his freshman year. But then this year he's handled it beautifully and it, mm-hmm. he's thriving. Um, it could be that same situation with Chris Joseph where he is already – He's already dealt with that. He's already dealt with, you know, he's not a standout player. He's just a a role player, really, at this point, as you mentioned. Um, And I think he could plug in that role. Um, It's always good for a player to have a defined role, to know his role on the team, and so he can just focus on that. And if Chris Joseph accepts that and focuses on that, you know, he could theoretically make a team it's just a matter of the right situation for him um you look at a team like the Sixers I don't think that'd be a good spot for him just because you know they're pretty stacked at the um small forwards shooting guard level um but if you look around the league um for teams that don't really have a deep bench um I'm looking at the Hawks maybe or the Pistons or even a team like Boston who is really struggling um once you know they lose um you know, once they go to the bench, um, they can really use um, a player who, you know, has that experience. Uh, we talk about his senior leadership 
um, you know, you can't really, you can't really put that in statistics, um, that leadership quality, those intangibles. So, um, I don't know, maybe you guys are convincing me a little bit more, but, you know, when I was looking at him, his game and his stats, um, I was kind of turned off by that, but you know, you never know. Um, right situation, right time, it could work out. Yeah, I mean, I, I think especially with those teams that you mentioned, I, I know the the Hawks make perfect sense to me because right now they're running off Vladimir Radmanovich, and I'll, I'll tell you what, I'd rather have Chris Joseph there. Oh, you don't like Radmanovich, huh? No, no. He doesn't do it for you. If you're, ta- <laughs> if you're talking old men and old teams, I think Boston and Chris Joseph might be. Uh, he he embodies that pretty well from what we're we're talking about that. No, I agree. And you know, you look at that team, and they're going to have a lot of cap space. So hopefully, Jeff Green will come back next year. Um, they con- I think they voided his contract though, so he might be free. To- for any team, but uh, mm-hmm. even so, then they can even use a guy like him. Even you can use a guy like Chris Joseph even more. Mm-hmm. So yeah, when Scott talked about Josh Harrelson, you know, I think that's actually an apt comparison where it could work out for him. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been blown away by how Harrelson has really just contributed on that team. I, you know, I'm a Knicks fan, and when I saw them draft Jorts in the second round last year, I almost ripped my hair out <laughs> and. D'Antoni is making, you know, jorts into gold. And, you know, I guess the same thing could happen with Chris Joseph. Right. Yeah. But, again, you don't – for a guy like that, he really has to accept his role on the team. Otherwise, he can really get lost in the shuffle where he can just be a training camp body. Um, he would, A guy like that, he really needs to stand out in some way. Uh, we talked earlier about doing one thing and doing it extremely well. Chris Joseph really has to find that. And if he could find that in his game in the next level, I think that will really help his chances. Is there anything that he does extremely poorly? Hmm, that's a good question. You know, that's one of those things about Chris Joseph where, you know, he rebounds. He he, he can put the ball in the hoop. Um, he scores. Um, he, he knows his role. It really seems like, he doesn't really do anything badly. He just doesn't excel in any one area. So mm-hmm. it's really a glass half full, half empty type of situation where you can flip that around and say, you know, yeah, he doesn't do anything extremely you know, amazing, but, you know, I don't think he's a minus on the floor. You know, if you take it at that, that if you look at it from that angle, yeah. Um, yeah, there is some upside in that game. Yeah, the Swiss Army knife of uh, Big East basketball right there. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, uh, we keep bringing on Anthony as our Swiss Army knife, you know, to really talk about where Big East players who are going to come out in the draft this year in 2012 or could end up. And, you know, we we're just doing Chris Joseph here, and it seems like one of these teams like the Hawks or uh, or the Celtics could really be a good spot for them to fit. Uh, if you think that that's true, you know, hit us up over at sixovertimes at gmail.com or on Twitter at sixovertimes. And of course, you can find us at sixovertimes.us. We're on iTunes and all that kind of good stuff. You can find Anthony at blog9450.wordpress.com and on Twitter at 9450blog. So hit us all up. Let us know what you think and, uh, stick around. We'll, we'll have one coming again for you soon. Peace.